recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery. This is The Poetry Project. It's my pleasure to talk a little about Morgan Vo, who I have gotten to know as a fellow in the Emerge Surface B mentorship program sponsored by The Poetry Project and the Jerome Foundation. Morgan Vo is a curious poet and artist. He is brave enough to join a band. He might even sing. He finds no conflict in evoking Mina Loy and Jim Brody in maybe the same sentence. He is open to suggestions, and I mean that in the best way possible, and he is willing to give them as well. He loaned me a copy of his Mayadaran's Divine Horseman, The Living Gods of Haiti. That is very curious. I am happy to say that it is perhaps unnecessary to describe his writing, nor are critical notes required. Still, I will try. Vo is a painter, performer, poet, designer, in some an alchemical composer. His work investigates language expanding with grace rather than forcing a sound or line. His writing, like choosing colors from a painter's palette, mixing pigments and inventing new shades in the coolest combos possible, like inventing a new blue for the sky. His new pinky imprint publishes hard copy zines as well as digital formats. This is a generous act of curating and creating spaces for poets and artists. Please welcome Morgan Vaux to the Poetry Project. Thanks, Brenda. It's very nice. Um, thanks to the Poetry Project. Uh, very happy to be here. I really love this place. So, um, and this this was made by. I asked. Uh, I thought I'd be really nervous. Um, so I asked Lena Takamori to uh, to. Prov- to help me with something that would uh, settle me down, I guess, like focus. Um, So she made that uh, for me, and I appreciate it very much. Um, Let's see. Um, I think the only reason I'd be, well, this is kind of... I'm nervous to read for about as long as I'm going to read... uh, because I've never done that before, and I usually feel like they, the poems happen on a short register, and they happen fast, and that's better. Uh, so I just want to say, like, if you find yourself getting lost, um, I think the thing that I lean into with the poems is a physical experience, you know? Um, it's less about sense than finding like a way to approach things or knowing the distance between things or like knowing if somebody's behind me, etc. So I'll just start. Fifth in line. Let angel loose behind the impulse. Green note blows near ground. A temple-headed child will know the way. I will glow. The action is ahead of me and so I will. Study the quiet in the crowd. The viscous, oily ornament, smiling, troubled arm. A klutz with time, a column further back. Enameled chasms in the legs. You must be like me some way. Something principal in you is quiet towards the sea. A sane and steady source. Perch under garden's dead row. Screw out on dry surface. Put views into reverse. Lure bit by bit what one can handle. Nearing dark what feelings come around, like traffic in the same. Rolls of colored petals, touch led by growth. A fitful conversation boils down to how cross after cross comes into bed beside you to kiss against your glue. Your cranial nail is gone, was the fainter of its signals.
true eight hours. Treated me hard. Be calm twice. Janusness, jealousy, hard sticky paste. Hand me the softy. Hand me their cold. They're sweet. They're soft. How should life figure in mourning? Exunt all souls. Let five million shift. Still hand. What I say to Kay? That she took and stared. Ape sound, black, magenta, yellow, down, heather, red. Liked the sound of that meal. Who set me right? Karen was a cluster. Carry horn back to bed. Watch thoughts that leave a stain of bark. To Safi, I didn't want to smoke away or hear you say who. Somehow I'd ripped a place of record. I might ask you like a mother. Our naked legs are kind like rope. See my body leaving hungry? I inflated sweetly thinking there in the bathroom might be the consummate look. I put a face in my bedclothes, scour it for trust. The living comes out for nothing, no pay, just constant invasion. Underlife. To me, towards the center, for as long as you can be kept, beyond what normally can. Transfer of mind. I keep moving because you keep what can be said above you, as if the world were him, can keep that knowledge out, move on, not avoid its aggressor. Reach out arm to gray roach. See how big relief is when I'm afraid. Shows who could be permanent. This next one is kind of a series poem. The whole thing is called hotel-like, and then each one kind of just stands. Uh, I, I wrote it when I, I was living in this part of Bushwick that um, I, I, I felt really intimate walking there. I felt very warmly towards people. And I noticed that I, I just moved, and not that far away, but it just feels very different. It doesn't feel as open. Um, so, hotel-like. Why do you dream? I embellish my dream. I want separation to drive me places by the sea. Okay, I'll be alone to hear your dreams, stepped into my ceiling. Might not be vibing right, and if you aren't, we could easily let you go. We only hear you, you only present as speech and audience to sound, relish wind that moved around. We were divided at the door, overlapping possibles and preferences. I feel overhead pressure, precisely dissonant in my ability to clarify, why do you draw? I put my dreams in envelopes. I drank at night, the night, and then the rest after that when I am done. I'm really interested in locality and bringing confetti, the gayest rain that fed me. And who's upstairs? Will they come down to accompany? Or does my home sound march much to Morden Eagle? How much residual throw is binding to the inner seeker under the mediocre but lovely Brooklyn arboretums? The sun let down is one channel they speak. I pass a glint that stays for years in a breeze that opens further 
floats by our sour nylon door in calliopic nests. I never lay a finger and carry obstructions until they're blurry, fair, and re-refrained, collected in a human-like head of operations. I sway across a ranch of fortune for an hour coming, an hour going. I hear your relief entertainment proudly in the street in tonight's efforts. The loss I arbitrarily listen to, harm, leasing with my pleasant wages, lifting water off the ground on my way to wash. I wash my pot, I wander on parade, to smell its is and what about it. The kitchen borrowed, broken, in this light I see, it says its open eyes I share when it says hunger, emptiness, pride, or try. An attempt to steal own possible place, is it possible to pose and get together around one good gather, fingers parted and interlaced? Never clicked a button, never heard the time roll. I think it will not be knowing, it will be rise. Another birth would be a ride with a message it's stretching, reaching, fiddling with the rich latch. Learning has to go somewhere, somewhere quieter than dark. Has to live in the receiving nerve and untangle. Has to make a payment back, come from somewhere. The hall of oaks gets the sweep, gets rooted underground. All the color stays on top, inside its cover on the core. I think it's hardware for this place, colors and designs, structures to the key of being happy every day, happily scenic, another dirty tissue. Blonde sun parts the night to lay time into detritus overtures. Simply overturning has to come from somewhere, an island incandescent source where the water flows through and into plastic to determine our agilities, our neighborhood good agilities. A trick of fireplace or subsequent use of room, never my final home, always whiling away. To whom I wave, I gave to him, give her my hand. I grew my hair for them, I expended my monthly route of money into ember form, eternal and abstract, considerate but non-giving, but alive in summer with sound, basing speakers frowning nights. Closing windows for my rosies to play here, to myself, to all against the wall, and I warm here by myself. I bring love here through love into layer edged in layer, out onto the ledge to smoke long, my pot laugh stitching shiners to the night's line that all can touch if they cry, dashing cola on the sea of poured dirt before journeying inside. I see he ticks off his list another feeling I feel, and as a group they speak another inner space to me, not by prayer but by escaping, by painting cold into warm. Everyone subtly lives, Here's my chance to grow quieter before closing the window. I need rest again. Song for the Driver. In the midst of moving out, I craved a driver and you were her. You were man, woman, child, older brick and tune. We took your long hair and wrapped it in a yellow cloth. You, my trippy, ethereal loved one. I was riding in the window in the back, attached to a headbone. Outside, pollen marries nonsense until vocal, until all things are not shaped like cards. These are blue flowers under salamanders, underfoot of the gay scene that blush when in the way. A moment overheard, it's touch minute. 
alkaline dust growing colder in the panel flooring. Mr. Curvy showing bad teeth to his wife. He is a figment brushed by a tip, like the branch of a tree touched by a riding crop. And there's more to be saved, more comfort stricken twice and underlined in the end zone, beat to a pulp inside the ear canal. I almost wonder what makes us consider at all. But then I see you moonbeam, flat out mystery and song, arrive in the quest making, just as diligent as the baker and the mom, looking into the spirit of community, how demanding it is, the peace of economic chaos relations, the past of wood on bodies, mills, and salt. After hours on an island, into the brook, a noise being by, black as a corner. The bank, a little over, leaked, a bank retire into place. Larger, female, several, nature. I failed to carry gestures off, lest it noise, without my hanger to carry them upon. To work my near into the distance, I would slowly draw it, stark work, into come a true self, the hard true. The Baywater Beer. In the cloud-shaped, fish-shaped cloth, Tall cumulus head, two pupillary songs of early practice. They watched turn toward fall, an aspirin trail of feather stones in grass, of owls lost. The surface gets the seagull shove in the sky space, fingers being chest. Fish breathless over rail, a vision bag in the bay water crease. Dog collar, coronal in the moon, be sewn with its sonnet too. Torn tremors, rotten orange of purposed moon inside. A combination dark, indifferent sight. In tear the winter inside the living bear. Bend eye on boring ocean, lathing sky. Drop leaf terra firma, end of day. When I frame the sucking of a nipple, when I ram the morning awaken, when I borrow the Acropolis or equal, I am seeking to the side of seeking, no? Centered on a lock. I keep merging with my words. So, take a splinter from the mint tree, meet it with a vein, and instead of waiting, go on ice down the river, urgently astride, laughing through the spectrum, playing with a plectrum. Come see me and close the door, Mr. Moon the crumbling drifts to be miles above, the more I could not keep with all my power. This is the last one, and uh, it's also the longest, so it'll feel like that, I think. Chef's hat. Chef's hat. Can you make the trip arrangements? Come over to pattern, seed spitting and feel full after? Walk with big pockets of waiting cash? I comfort us with water. Come forward for sale when forfeit's gone or enters into contract. Testify, testify friend. Deliver on hope, drop grammar into trade. Separate tones to drill down, be demiser. 
Goodbye to only, but strength this can't be. How early late do I conspire? Or speak in positive, or open new lines? Cloth falling in in front of sink. Rinse its earthly looks away, hand it off truer later. Construct another collapse while we march over together, sharing each other. What breath should I take if I give you ones a birth again? You for dinner with me, striking iron for myself and my ones, with my arms down again. Stream another to dismiss and cover with your hands and laugh, extending into show. Enlisted, I'll help you hold back from backing out of town, hold you here and child you, still outside and striding around sounds we can make together. I hear you pulling upwards another drop, crossing a desert, pushing weakly until mush on plates ships away, trains take away, movers miss, procedure struggles with approach until I feel common and not sick anymore or dreamy. Wards off pain, roll tomatoes through the guard if we're daring, right? It's after, after night, I shout aware and trill. If I lurch, I slip. It's good to know you're there. And I can show you how I share my fumbles with you, with your doctor's work degree, how you're spare at night. Half a star stresses to get here, dresses a star in fading sequence, arrives first, leaves ancient strings lost to us, oven tightly packed with artichokes because I love them for us. Our mission draws on hover, having or losing. I have and get forward. You are here in my house and I am out. Thank you. If Simon Pettit were an animal, he'd be a fox. Though as soon as I say that, it doesn't seem apt. Maybe what I mean is that he seems hyper-attuned. He is the antithesis of dull and plodding, keen and energetic in every way. It is that amazing time of year when winter has acquired an aura of perpetuity. We apprehend the paradox that now, and only now, will we be granted the first hints of an emergent spring. Maybe if we were avid figure skaters, the wintertime would seem less of a chore. If Simon were a skater, he would be an Olympic champion. His work has much in common with that of an Olympic skating champion, except that it is greater. One might ask in conversation if the change of the seasons is exceptionally painful for poets. If you were chatting with Simon, he might laugh, because although it isn't true, a poet might feel it to be true. Then the conversation would veer off that track and down into any one of thousands and thousands of little byways, completely unpredictable, yet astonishingly informative. How fortunate we are to be approached by these poems, because the ears of our imagination are about to embark on a wonderful journey. An hour from now, we will have truly been somewhere. Here's Simon. Thank you, Susie. What a thing to say. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, thank you, Judah, for putting this on. Thank you, Stacy, for making this thing happen. Um, I want to uh, thank you, Morgan, for reading the poems. I want to also thank uh, two people who would be here but aren't. Uh, the first is uh, Ed Foster, who made this book which I'm going to read from tonight, uh, made a beautiful book. And uh, uh, also I want to dedicate it to my wife, Sarah, who couldn't be here. The book is called As a Bee. And um, I've been uh, obsessed and hung up about bees for the last, I don't know, four or five years or more, and about colony collapse disorder and, and, and the idea of... Uh, of the aids of the natural world, which I don't think is a, I don't think is a jive metaphor. I think it's accurate. And um, also, I was um, uh, interested in the idea of, of uh, putting bees back into the world. 
and so this is a kind of a weird conceit with these poems of, of putting, it, put on, putting them back. And um, so, um, so I wrote. I wrote a million poems. I read every book in the world about bees, and I and I got and people would give me bee stuff all the time. And I, could, I mean, I just completely obsessed with the, the subject on on every level. Um, and I wrote a, a cento, if anybody knows what that is, which is a hundred quotations about bees, all beautifully linked together in a cosmic occult way. And, uh, and I, I, so I was reading a million... So anyway, the million B... This book is called As a Bee. The title is, is a, an outtake of that, of that project. In other words, it was one that didn't make that... Um, and what it, the title poem is, is, a, um, is a... Well, it's a found poem. And it's the only... And it's the title poem of the book, and then, then there's a whole bunch of other poems that have nothing to do with bees. So it just goes... Like this, it goes as 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 the bee collects nectar and departs without harming the flower or its color or scent. So let the sage live in a village, as a bee gathers from the flower without injuring its color or fragrance. Even so, the sage goes on his arms round around the village, just as the bee, not harming the flower in hue or fragrance, flies away the nectar taking. Even so, the sage should through the village go as, as the bee takes away the nectar and, and departs from the flower without harming its color or fragrance. So let a sage move about in the village as a bee collects nectar and departs without injuring the flower or its color or its scent. So let a sage dwell in the village as a, as a bee without harming the flower, its colors or scent, flies away collecting only the honey. Even so should the sage wander in the village. A holy man should behave in the village like a Bee, which takes its food from a flower without hurting its appearance or its scent, just as the bee in a flower, harming neither hue nor scent, gathers nectar, flies away. So in cities a wise one fares. So that was all the, um, about 20 different translations of the, uh, a Buddhist sutra about the bee, and it was like number one hundred and one of my bee cento. Meant meant to do <coughs> meant to do and meant to do and thought to do well by you all, sir, and likewise hoped I might tarry you a while with these verses. Come all ye, and ye all come hither and I will breathe them in your ear. Once, when I was spring sprung out of the golden gate into the city's bright light, that was when it changed, I think. Listen, you once said I was ruminating deep red, was it? But I was doing no such thing. I, I, I was just giving poetry readings. I meant to do, and thought to do well by you all, sir, and likewise hoped I might tarry you a while with these verses. Come all ye, and ye all come hither, and I will breathe them in your ear. Once, when I was spring sprung out of the golden gate into the city's bright light, that was when it changed, I think. Listen, you once said... I was ruminating deep red, but I was doing no such thing. I, I, I was just giving poetry readings. Um, I'm, I'm here to sort of like pitch, whoa, 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 loud, 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 this, my, as a bee, but I wanted to also read from this book called Hearth, which was my book that has the poems, my poems prior to as a bee. So they sort of come together. And the last poem in this book called Hearth is the first poem in this book called As a Bee. And it goes like this. 
called um, it's called Hestia, which is the goddess of the hearth. First, seek a settled home for your bees, a place, a hearth, something not violent, yet resembling a roaring fire, safe, whither the winds may find no access. First seek a settled home for your bees, a place, a hearth, something not violent, yet resembling a roaring fire, safe, whither the winds may find no access. I've been spending a little more time out of the city in the last few years. Glimpse of heron on the riverbank in the fine mist of late afternoon, camouflaged by reeds, so green, so nonchalant, so now you see me, now you don't. Kabuki, and now I appear again. And splash, and spears, and dips his head towards the silver light. A glimpse of heron on the riverbank in the fine mist of a late afternoon, camouflaged by reeds, so green, so nonchalant. So now you see me, now you don't. Kabuki, and now I appear again. And splash, and spears, and dips his head towards the silver light. If, if a golden eagle soars, seemingly static, between moon and horizon, and then encircles, and then bisects the moon, and it is twilight, that is to say almost perfect light, end of July, endlessness of the prairies, and we are mute witnesses, and we are respectful, scarcely a breeze up there or down here, and the raptor still hovers, what then does that mean? If, if, if a golden eagle soars, see, seemingly static, between moon and horizon, and then in circles, and then bisects the moon, and, and it is twilight, that is to say almost perfect, 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 perfect light, end of July, endlessness of the prairies, and we are mute witnesses, and we are respectful, scarcely a breeze up there or down here, and the raptor still hovers, what then does that mean? Can't get enough of that Cora music. It's a poem, I have a great difficulty writing titles for poems, so I steal the great Frank O'Hara trick of poem, open parentheses, fill in the first line, close parentheses. So this is called Poem, Can't Get Enough of That. Can't get enough of that Cora music inscribing letters on a full moon. Each of the notes then, each of the letters crystal clear, incised on a moon's cheek, 
absolute in a way as she tumbles, they tumble out onto the page or into the sky, that blanket of emptiness, followed by cascades and shimmers of gold and black dust and pinpoints of light. That's you. Can't, 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 can't get enough of that chorus music inscribing letters on a full moon. Each of the notes then, each of the letters, crystal clear, incised on the moon's cheek, absolute in a way, as she tumbles, they tumble out onto the page or into the sky, that blanket of emptiness, followed by cascades and shimmers of gold and black dust and pinpoints of light. That's you. I'm just going to read these without too much annotation. There's not so many of them. Lizard, this is called, ah, this has a title. This has a, has a title called Some Musings in the Solarium. Some Musings in the, in the Solarium. Lizard sits on a rock. Lizard sits, sun's hot. Sun refracted to lizard through the spotlessly clean high-rise plate glass windows. Lizard is not disturbed by this, not at all. Lizard even opens self up wider, stretch to properly adjust to sun's rays. Lizard finds health and warmth in the depth of winter. And this is not what Lizard expects. As, 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 long, as, as long as she lived, I was not sensible of, of the misfortunes of being blind. Scales falling from my eyes. I still had my looks. It was for that reason that I adored her image, embodied in amber, trapped. We would perhaps live forever. As, as, as long as she lived, I was not sensible of the misfortunes of being blind. Scales falling from my eyes. I still had my looks. It was for that reason that I adored her image, embodied in amber, trapped. We would perhaps live forever. Beware the monologuist and the infant. The monologuist for his bombast, the child for his suckling, while long since an adult. The monologuist not only for what he says, but his dogged insistence as if by constant reiteration what is already asserted as true will somehow be more true, and the infant with his cries will somehow be more scared and naked. Beware the monologuist and the infant, the monologuist for his bombast, the child for his suckling, while long since an adult. The monologuist, not only for what he says, but for his dogged insistence, as if by constant reiteration, what is already asserted as true will somehow be more true. And the infant, with his cries, will somehow be more scared and, and naked. Uh, I wrote this next poem when uh, Obama was elected. It's called Lento. And the, and the reason it's called Lento um, is I wrote on the manuscript of the poem, um, I kind of made a, a memo to myself that I shouldn't read this poem fast. I should read the, the old musical notation of Lento. And I just had that word there and it just stayed as the title of the poem, you know. Lento, E-L-N-L-E-N-T-O, Lento. This little teaspoon will hardly do to row with, if we are to row, 
row, row your boat ashore. My daddy was an oarsman too. One silver teaspoon will scarcely suffice to speed this skiff, to paddle this coracle away. Baby, it's going to take more than that, you know. This, this little teaspoon will hardly do to row with if we are to row. Row, 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 row your boat ashore. My daddy was an oarsman too. One silver teaspoon will scarcely suffice to speed this skiff, to paddle this coracle away. Baby, it's going to take more than that, you know. This poem's for my dear friend Bill Berkson, um, who, um, who, among other things, curated a show of the work of George Harriman, the great uh, crazy cat uh, artist, great New Orleans African-American genius. And uh, so this is, it's called, it's got a title. It's one of the ones that's got, it's got a title. The title is, is Satori, Satori, S-A-T-O-I, for Bill Berkson. Ignatz throws his brick and the glorious world is revealed for what it is, glorious. Ignatz throws his brick and the heavens are opened. Ignatz throws his brick and the combined forces of a unit of weight in velocity approximately X pounds heat seeks its target. I'm coming to you, sir, officer. I'm coming to you as a zephyr, sans disturbance. I expect little stars to appear all around your head. I expect you to be bemused, but finally realize. Ignatz, Ignatz, Ignatz throws his brick and the glorious world is revealed for what it is. Glorious. Ignatz throws his brick and the heavens are opened. Ignatz throws his brick and the combined forces of a unit of weight in velocity approximately X pounds. Heat seeks its target. I'm coming to you, sir, officer. I'm coming to you as a zephyr, sans disturbance. I expect little stars to appear all around your head. I expect you to be bemused, but finally realize. Frida fostered the fan club, the incremental, and the increasingly ascending order. The boys would look in from time to time, though mostly they'd be outside playing their instruments, or inside studying their charts. Frida kept it real, kept it normal. She wouldn't broach deceit from anyone, not our Frida. Money, fame, or happiness. She stacked the cards up for happiness. Uh, I spent a, a magical time in, for the Emily Harvey Foundation in Venice uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, and all I wrote was a two-line poem. No, it's not true. But, the, but the, uh, in this book, is, it's, uh, there's a one little poem called, it's called Venice, all, all of uh, two lines. It goes, Venice. Who would raise his voice raucous at 2 a.m.? while blissful below sleeps a pearl, a one-year-old child. Who, who, who would do that? Who would raise his voice raucous at 2 a.m. while blissful below sleeps a pearl, a one-year-old child? Dashwood Brooks brushes his pate, but all to no good, the single lock of hair remains fixed. No coif, coif, no assertion or vigor. All flow stemmed, just a basin, mirror, and a bath, just a comb over. 
All previous growth and vivacity, amplitude, rejuvenation, stilled into this one ridiculous moment of self-discovery, of self-negation. Dashwood even secretly believes himself unworthy to be carrying all those mysteries under his hat, would fain unburden, would wish to be the true source of the mystery, not the shill, wants what he necessarily won't get, would love to have spit curls. No idea where that poem comes from. <laughs> Changing the mood a little. Um, this poem's called Sempiverens. Um, wonderful one-word Latin words to, to call them as titles. It's a, I, I climb inside the old woman and peek through her eye. I trace circles on the bark, on the varnished slice that's so proudly on display. I look up hundreds of feet into the sky, into the canopy of branches, where other whisperers and other trees are growing. I climb inside the old woman and peek through the eye. I trace circles on the bark, on the varnished slice that's so proudly on display. I look up hundreds of feet into the sky, into the canopy of branches where other whisperers and other trees are growing. Read a couple more book poems from this. Oh, that's, those are all from the book As a Bee. And so you see there's not so much bee lore <laughs> in that. I um, just want to read a couple of, of poems that... Uh, um, a number of you have heard, a number of you haven't. It's called New Amsterdam. How fortunate to be alive for just this second. How glorious to be in this light, which will never be the same again. How Beautiful, sad, and immaculate. Ein Anders, the middle-aged bicyclist, he too is alive. The woman who carries her mewling child piggyback. The north wind that blows in my face. Even the couple going by in a boat. They too can't refrain from taking pictures. How fortunate to be alive for just this second. How, how glorious to be in this light, which will never be the same again. How beautiful, sad, and immaculate. Ein Anders, the middle-aged bicyclist, he too is alive. The woman who carries her mewling child piggyback the north wind that blows in my face, even the couple going by in a boat, they too can't refrain from taking pictures. Um, I don't know, just a few more from this book and then I'll, I'll call it a day. Um... Last night I spied, it's called July on Horatio Street. And it has a little story that I'm not going to tell because I always tell it before the poem and I, I blow the poem. Last night I spied the great bard naked. I begged his pardon for my crass intrusion. I meant to tell him I loved his work. I'm not a creep. I don't think he heard me. He didn't not hear me. He was just otherwise engaged with this complicated process of extinction. 
Last night I spied the great bard naked. I begged her pardon for my crass intrusion. I meant to tell her I loved her work. I'm not a creep. I don't think she heard me. She didn't not hear me. She was just otherwise engaged with this complicated process of extinction. La Luce, terracotta, olive green, fig tree, quiet Tuscan morning bird song, church bell, tall butterfly zigzag, cars on the road zoom by and then returning to silence. Paving stones, dappled shadows. I have a, uh, my dear friend Jane Hollow, uh, Ansem Hollow's widow, uh, comes from the Mississippi. And uh, when she greets me, she says, Salmon? <laughs> Salmon? So this is a poem called S-A-L-M-O-N. <laughs> Salmon? Salmon. You understand too much. Why don't you just give it all up and leap from the bottom of the tub? Your wonderful skin, vitamin-enriched, glistening in the sunshine. Um, my dear uh, wife, Sarah, is not here, and I really give a little shout-out, and this little poem is, is for her. I wrote this um, when I met her. Uh, it has a Frank O'Hara title, poem, open parentheses, I'm a madman poet, <laughs> dot, uh, dot, 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 ellipses, close parentheses. I'm a madman poet and I love my psychiatric nurse. I wear her cashmere red around my neck like a sash across my body. We like to talk on the phone a lot. We haven't a plan. We like to laugh. I hold her image at all times in perpetuity and in the highest esteem. And savor. It is, it is water. Our every fucking precious sparkling moment. Madman poet, and I love my psychiatric nurse. I wear her cashmere red across my neck like a sash across my body. We like to talk on the phone a lot. We haven't a plan. We like to laugh. I hold her image at all times in perpetuity and in the highest esteem. And, and savor. It is water. Our every fucking precious sparkling moment. Remember, it's called Gara Rufa, which is a little obscure, tiny little fish in the Anatolia. <laughs> Gara Rufa. Remember what the fish say. Don't blow it. Don't drown. Don't put piping hot water in the cold water spin cycle. Separate the paper from the plastic, the dead skin from the old wounds. Be mindful. Don't be a bottom feeder or swim away from it all. Remember what the fish say. Don't blow it. Don't drown. Don't put piping hot water in the cold water spin cycle. Separate the paper from the plastic, the dead skin from the old wounds. Be mindful. Don't be a 
bottom feeder or, or swim away from it all. All right, well, I'll, I'll finish with a couple of m more poems from Azabi, um, since, uh, I, yeah, my new book. <laughs> Ta -da. Um, and I, um, I want to thank again Ed, Ed Foster for, for an extraordinary um, design of the book, among other things, and, 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 and care and attention and, uh, and, and awareness of what I, my poems are all about. So, um, I read maybe uh, two more poems from this book. This is one of them. Boat Ride, a, gr boat ride, a group of six. Greetings from two cormorants and four ospreys. Our heraldic crest. Witnessing our brave parting of the waters. The deftness of the male and female as we glide. Quote, I came out of the earth, paddle, paddle. I have friends in the sky, paddle, paddle. I'm not afraid to look up or look down at this glistening water, you said. Or, or was that I? All around the ancient striations on the rocks and the gnarled trees, we stand up and breathe in the oxygen. They wink conspiratorially to one another. Greetings. Greetings from two cormorants and four ospreys, our heraldic crest, witnessing our brave parting of the waters, the deftness of the male and female as we glide. I came out of the earth, paddle, paddle. I have friends in the sky, paddle, paddle. I am not afraid to look up or look down at this glistening water, you said. Or, or was that I? All around the ancient striations on the rocks and the gnarled trees, we stand up and breathe in the oxygen. They wink conspiratorially to one another. Um, I'm going to finish with with I, I had talking to Morgan a couple of uh, a week or so back about the um, the phenomena of the final poem that you you read you know and sort of leave leave in the air and I'm kind of mindful of uh, all of my 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 books have a, I'm always aware of the last poem in the book it's a great, great uh, resonance it's the last thing in the in the so the last poem. In the book is the last poem I'm going to read. And it's called Smoke Extinguished. Smoke Extinguished. Folks, we are on our way. Anyone out in the hallway now can come in now. Dawdlers and stragglers, no time for dawdlers and stragglers. The lights are about to go on or off. The sound is turned down or up. There is great anticipation in the air. We would like you all to remain in your seats in the interim for the duration of the proceedings. Have faith, the show is about to spiral. Folks, we are on our way. Anyone out in the hallway now can come in now. Dawdlers and stragglers, no time for dawdlers and stragglers. The lights are about to go on or off. The sound is turned down or up. There is great anticipation in the air. We would like you all to remain in your seats in the interim for the duration of the proceedings. Have faith. The show is about to spiral. Thank you. The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired 
the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org.